Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, thank you. We are exploring today the next of our series of programs each month where we explore sacred sexuality, consciousness, tantra, kink, discussions and things that hmm, may feel hard to talk about stories and options and openings into the realm of the deep territory of sacred sexuality and what I call even the deep dark spaces, which will be the topic of today. And we're doing a little experiment. We're going to do today's radio program live also on Facebook. So you can join us from either place and see a little bit of the behind the scenes. So we, as we explore this today, we're going to first settle in, as we always do, with what's it like to plug back into the body and notice and feel and be with our being. So let's begin with a breath. I invite you, wherever you are, to settle in, whether you're joining us live here in December 2018 or in the archives, welcome. Feel your body make any adjustments you need to acknowledge feeling support and connection through the surfaces you're connected with into the floor and the foundation of the building you're in, if you're in one, down into the soil. Invite an exhale with sound to ah, gently let go of anything that's complete, that's no longer serving. Feel your connection with the earth. And invite an inhale of welcoming in, welcoming in. Ah, Space, light, allow yourself to notice and feel your midline and scan down through the crown of the head, the centers of the brain, the roof of the mouth, the throat, the back of the heart, diaphragm, belly, pelvic bowl, pelvic floor through the sit bones, leg bones, lower legs, feet, heels, 
weaving, allowing your root system to weave down from the feet and the pelvic floor into the deep space of the building, the foundation, and into the soil of the earth. Ah, feeling your roots connect through the water table into the deep center of the earth. Mm. And opening our space today as we meet and connect with our bodies and acknowledge our connection and alignment with soul purpose and with our journey for today with the breath of gratitude for taking time for you. Gently open your eyes. Invite in the space that is around you and be here now in the moment. So as we settle in and explore for today on this path of sacred sexuality, and exploring topics of various, oh, what's it like to meet and be in our bodies and trust our energy and connect with soul purpose, connect with our power and our presencing. I want to invite today's topic. We're going to explore a little bit. What's it like to meet the deep, dark spaces? And this is coming up a lot as I've been in a lot of sweet, sacred conversations with amazing beings on this planet around where are they feeling in their journey? Where, what are you noticing in your path? And where do you feel stuck? And what I'm hearing many folks say is like, yeah, I feel really good about this, this, and this in my life these facets I feel really confident in and present and connected with. And then these areas over here, this is where I need some support. And often this is the place of intimacy or connection with my sexuality, my sexual empowerment, or connection with the way in which I hold space for that with others. That I got this, I'm confident, I'm feeling really good about who I am. And when I'm in the deep, deep, dark territory, I want some support, some guidance. Sometimes I feel alone. So do you ever feel alone when you're exploring this path in life and maybe noticing that 3D reality is not all there is to be and be with on this planet? And we start to wake up to recognize that and then go, oh, my gosh, and feel like maybe there's not the support around you that sees it in that way. I notice I've felt that in my path for sure. Feeling alone or feeling like I'm entering into the layers of the weird of the weird or the deep darkness that uh, feels like I'm traversing alone sometimes. So you're not alone. Welcome. Come on in. Let yourself be present to what's arising. And when we talk about deep, dark spaces, I want to take a moment. What's inspiring this right now in this time, in addition to hearing and communicating and sharing and connecting with you, is the time that we're in on the planet. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we are heading into the deep darkness, the deepest, darkest days, the solstice time 
where we are in the most darkness and the least amount of light in our day, physically speaking. And that culminates as we head into these next few days. Now We're now on the 18th of December as we move towards the 21st into the, long, the day of the longest night. And what that means from a very wide perspective is not only whew, dark in terms of the physical day, but a time of what I experience as often like congealing and curling inward and folding inward and being mm, slowing. And sometimes what happens in that is we're still rushing because this is also a time with various holidays and the way we may celebrate across a huge spectrum of spiritual traditions and the what has become often really commercialization too of some of those traditions that it can be it can feel like it's more about shopping or doing or having to produce something than about really the sweet space of softening and going inward and resting in connection with loved ones. It feels like that stress was so much big and it's all about outward. What's it like to take a moment and just honor our bodies and what we need in the cycle as the earth is now guiding us? This is a time where the trees have dropped their leaves. They're turning their energy inward to the midline, down deep into their roots to rejuvenate and integrate and refill in readiness for the reemergence in the spring. That spring, the time of the reemergence, the time of the like, whoo, coming outward again, doesn't happen unless there's the time of the stillness in the cycle. The stillness and being and slowing down and congealing can often feel like a very natural part of this time of year. And I encourage allowing ourselves to meet it in the way that's right for us. In my journey over years, it used to be I fought that every time this time of year. I'm like, okay, I got, you know, I've got things to do. I maybe back in school, um, in college or in um, as I was working in the corporate world. This time of like, yeah, sure, I'm done with, with work or school, but I've got all these other things to do. And so this, it was kind of forcing or pushing myself to stay in that hyperactive place that I lived in so much to the point that my body would usually, and it became a rhythm, it became a pattern, would usually shut down. I'd get really sick. So then I would spend a good chunk of the time sick or the good chunk of the time in early January sick as I was trying to come back into the next cycle, as I started to meet and trust and slow down and be and rest and open, I found that that deep integration time ah, became one of rebuilding and resilience and strengthening in a very soft way the sense of possibility and preparation for the for the time when the reemergence was real and true and guided that like, yay, it fueled that instead of feeling like I was fighting my way, resisting the downtime and then having to fight the, the reemergence because I was so sick because my body was trying to get me to recognize the downtime. Funny how that works. 
my invitation is like, feel into that. Does that resonate for you? What does that mean to you as you sit with these, these thoughts and concepts? And maybe take a moment and what, what could shift? You know, what's one small step that we can take that, that maybe aligns with a way that we'd like to make a shift and say, hmm, maybe, just maybe, I could make a change and support my body in what it's asking for. So not fight it outside of ourselves, not say, hey, just because Leslie's saying it, but really feeling into your body. Your body, you know, your body knows its truth. The wisdom of your being is accessible by you. I invite some tools for that is to really slow down deeply with love and respect to feel into your body. What do you need? What's it asking for? And then take a moment to give it one little piece and see how it feels. And as you do, and as you feel the change, the authentic, the change that comes from authentically acknowledging the body's wisdom, like give yourself a smile and a maybe a little wiggle and what I call kind of a happy dance to say, yes, I did that. I made that choice. Hmm. Beautiful. So the next piece of inspiration that's come through this time of year for me that I want to share that's launching our topic today of, of moving through the deep, dark spaces is um, a powerful experience that I don't talk about a whole lot um, over the past couple of years, I've started to sprinkle it out into the world. My, in my own spiritual journey and my own quest for remembering who I am, which really came after waking up, um, have sort of fighting in a to-do, um, acquire, uh, what I heard someone say recently, they were in a place, an addition place versus a subtraction place. When I was addition mode, when I was adding things, and certainly I just need one more thing or do one more thing or accomplish one more thing to feel happy. When I was in that mode, I was climbing and, and acquiring and running my body from my head instead of listening to it. And then had a big spiritual awakening, a.k.a. breakdown, <laughs> where I found myself curled up at the end of the track with running buddies in tears, realizing I couldn't do life the way that I had been doing it anymore. And spirit kind of kicked my ass into recognizing I had to let go of the reins and I had to no longer drive in the way that I was driving or I wasn't going to make it. I was in crispy overdrive. I was literally not going to survive. And as I met that and unwound, you know, began the journey of reconnecting with listening, slowing down, acknowledging my body, and coming from a place, I'll say, too, of really not acknowledging much around spirituality at all. Um, I was in, I grew up in a, in a, what I'll call sort of a Christian-esque household in terms of Christian, more from the traditions of Christmas and Easter and go to funerals and weddings, but really not going to church. And 
um, I went to Sunday school, like through kindergarten, and that was about it. And I felt through those years, often this sense of shame or dread or real discomfort um, when I was in a formal church, um, didn't really know how to meet that. Um, I remember being confused. This is coming in right now with my grandmother inviting me to say a prayer before bed, you know, that was just sort of this rigor of a set of words that really had no meaning for my heart. And yet, and yet some deep thing of knowing that there was more to it. And, and that was really the closest I knew. My grandmother was really connected with Jesus as a path. And I never resonated with that. Um, she would play piano and play Christian hymns. And I remember really loving having my grandmother play piano. And I can see her in that room right now, actually at her piano, with all the little vases and tiny little bottles sitting along the top of the, of the piano as the sunlight came in through that front window of the old, uh, very dusty farmhouse that smelled like mothballs when we went upstairs. Past the, the eons of decades of Reader's Digest that were sitting along the, the edges of the stairways leading up to the, the bedrooms. And, and I didn't really have much of a connection with the grand, my grandmother. I, I more thought of it as like, oh, this is weird thing. I, don't, I can't relate to that at all. And, and um, we would see her at Thanksgiving or at holiday, Christmas. Um, and my grandfather was often in this place of kind of, you know, he's worked, he's worked hard, right? He's a farmer. In his early years, probably even before I was born, later years, he was doing other physical labor. And so he'd be just home and exhausted. And I perceived him as just this crabby old man that was lying on the couch all the time. We didn't really see much of him. So this was a little bit of what, what that was like to be in, in my grandparents' home. And what happened, so this is what it was like as a child, as the spiritual awakening happened, and I... I really was beckoned into, like, you must reconnect with you and remember who you are. And I started to open to spirituality in a much different way. And at first, that meant kind of shifting Christianity aside. It didn't resonate. The things that I learned didn't ring. But in the first few years, I was in a practice, actually, actually, I remember it was in Jean Houston's workshop, it was a mystery school in New York. I remember fondly my first experience there. And we were being invited by Jean to dance to the world's music. And we, we danced. And this was when I didn't dance. Like I had come from being the girl at the bar with the purses that said, I don't dance and I'm not going to move. And I sat really rigidly and drank the really crap beer from the bucket. That was what I knew. So now fast forward past the spiritual awakening and I'm many years later being asked to dance, dance, how do I do that? And especially being asked to dance to like 14th century Renaissance music or suddenly we shift into Balinese um, and then there's another shift and we're in country music or there's another shift and we're being invited into African rhythms. And the idea was, Jean's encouragement was, hey, this isn't about like knowing the dance steps. What's being called through your body? 
And as I did that, there was a particular dance connected with an, a native indigenous song, very shamanic song, where my grandmother, this grandmother that I was just speaking of, who had been born on 12-12-12, she, who died many years later, 414 in 2004, I'm a little bit of a number geek, and the numbers will come back. But they, she had passed away a couple years prior to this experience with the dance, and she shows up. So now my late grandmother has passed, and, I, and I'm starting to really deepen in my own spiritual path, and she shows up during this dance. And she's there, and she's telling me, you must dance, you must move, you must reconnect with your roots. And I was in a bit of awe. I couldn't really fathom what exactly was happening here. Why is my grandmother showing back up? Someone who, yes, like my other relatives, I had maybe gone and spent time with, but I had no real, I didn't perceive a connection in life. And what happened that day was it began a journey. And we began drumming together. I drummed with her every year on her birthday and sat with her teachings and her guidance through the year. And every year on 12-12, headed towards the next 12-12. This was still years before 2012. And as I was headed towards 2012, recognizing there was another 12-12-12 coming. She had been born 12-12-12. And she guided me powerfully to connecting with what's it, you must meet your roots, Leslie. And that became a journey for me of something that surprised me. And we're going to come back to that after a short break. You are listening live to Body Mind Spirit Radio, day December 18th, 2018, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646 378 0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love. I'm noticing my own body, my own Whew, sharing. It's interesting how sometimes on some programs we're talking about sexuality and diving into some deeply intimate topics and, and how those flow. And then when I'm called to come into this story about my grandmother, how whew, I feel my breath lifting high into my chest and I feel... The way in which there's nervousness, and I'm just going to acknowledge that, in sharing about this because of how intimate it's been for me, how private it's been for me, how something, this is a journey that I'm sharing about that we're continuing with here, of something that was so private and personal for so many years, 
And what I'm hearing and feeling as I connect with other beings, and I hear from all of you, is that I'm not alone. You're not alone. We all have this way in which we are called, beckoned, guided in that feels so deeply personal. And what my grandmother told me this year is, sweetie, you no longer can stay in solitude around this. You need to speak about it. Because once again, I drummed with my grandmother on 12-12, which was six days ago. And literally, I'm going to reread my notes from the experience. I did, she guided me on a journey. And there was the message that came through as I met this journey that involved this really powerful owl, actually, that felt important, was to speak about this. Use your voice and relationships. I don't get to stay secluded anymore. Be out there. Be out there on the love forums. Now, many of you may know I've reclaimed the love forums. What I, I removed the term social media from my personal vernacular, and this was inspired by a beautiful being that uh, I delight, Caitlin June. Oh, so grateful for your sister and her posting. And so reclaiming love forms to say, hey, we are all in this together. And what's it like to really offer, not just when I sort things out and get them all pretty and clean and go, hey, look at this great thing that I want to share, but to offer being in the vulnerable space together. And this felt like the right time to do that is here we are in the deep, dark time, in the time of the, the, the winter solstice and the, and the darkness in the northern hemisphere. And, you know, it's a time of slowing down. It's a time of congealing. And so in that deep, vulnerable, intimate time, what's it like to, like, let in the people that I love and to share my heart and to be present with you? And that's what this little experiment is about today as we share here on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio and here on Facebook Live at the same time, being here now. So coming back to grandmother, I skipped a few years there. Let me come back to this. Hmm. So in it was roughly 2006 when she came to me in this dance and said, you must reconnect with your roots. And it started with a lot of journey of trying to reconnect with roots in a physical, tangible way, genealogically speaking, because of a tidbit that she shared with me when I was a little girl, that because maybe because I never felt close to her, maybe because it didn't seem important at the time, I don't know why. She told me something when I was a little girl that I totally let go of until she showed back up after her death. And she told me that I was one-eighth Native American, one-eighth, I believe she said, Cherokee tribe. And I was like, when she came back and this, this came back to me, I'm like, whoa, wait, what? what? Um, I have been, you know, all of my perceptible relatives, all the ones that I have been connected with have all been white, you know, colonials from multi-generations that we had been here um, from areas of Ireland and Germany and England. 
And if I look, and I had already been deeply engaged in my genealogical tree from kind of a, what I'll say, a Western standpoint, it's interesting to watch how genealogy gets recorded and captured in in a society that that values like father lineage names. Um, it's been an intriguing process to watch how like it, that's so dependent on father lineage names when really there's so much more to how we're connected through our bloodlines than just father lineage names. So it's, it's curious to me and we get, and, and mother lineage stuff gets sometimes lost and muddy in that. And I think that's what was starting to happen. So as I got curious about this, what do you mean one eighth native American and did the math and recognized that that would mean and got guided through her through drumming with her, that it was her mother that was indigenous people. And all of the attempts at exploring that in 3D reality ended up in dead ends, information that just got lost. And so at first I was grasping and trying and trying to run tests and talking to my father and trying to get information and tests and Every time, things just kind of kept hitting dead ends. And what I realized after some time was that it didn't matter. That wasn't what it was about. And the clarity came in and the guidance came in that the journey I had been taking, the path of learning and training and opening to teachers with indigenous wisdom, which has been such a deep, sacred journey. I have deep gratitude for my teachers and guides that have taught me the ways of the earth and the ways of connection and remembering and communing with the realm of the other and being present to who I am in my body and acknowledging and honoring the deep path of the knowing through relating into the spirit realm. I am deeply grateful. And I got to a place of recognizing, quick grasping at that, And so you haven't even heard me ever talk about it before. It's not something that's an, it's important to me. It's deeply intimate to me. And I got to a place where I I got clarity that it was no longer about grasping for some proof or specific details of the roots. What it did open, and this is where I want to focus, is each year, as I met 1212, each year as I explored drumming and connecting, it started to open this way in which grandmother was like, connect, open, share, be, relate, relate with your people. And my people are my people. My people are my chosen family, my chosen community, the people I resonate and ring with as being together on this planet doing our work together, doing and connecting and relating with the world together, co-creating, co-creating this culture of love and respect for our bodies and each other and ourselves, sure, and the planet. My great wish for all of us is that we feel really good about feeling good and co-create this culture together. And that that was the guidance. 
And each year for those first few years, there was guidance towards a deep sex magic ritual that was, I'd get new information each year as I drummed, pieces that came in, who was involved, what did it look like, how should it be structured, the numbers of people. And so we did, as we headed towards 12, 12, 12, the right pieces came into place. The instructions that I received, the instructions others received, and the way we were able to, I was able to invite and connect and bring in beautiful beings that together we were able to share and create this powerful sex magic ritual. Mm, wow, isn't that interesting? It's hard to talk about. There's deep stuff that tries to stop us from talking about sex magic, about ritual, about honoring our pleasure, honoring moving energy through the body as creative life force, as the power of our erotic energy, as transformational energy, as energy as we meet the deep, dark spaces that also include the emotional content of the anger or the sadness or the shame or the grief that rises up from the times of the persecution, the times of the being repressed, and the times of being killed, hung, or, or burned at the stake for speaking about or being in the power of our power. And it is no longer time for that to be true. And yes, I met with, in the deep realm of spirit, guidance from my grandmother that said, this is what you need to do. And I met it and I explored that journey of sex magic and brought it into the world with the intention of healing for the sexual energy on this planet. And that was just the beginning. That was years ago. It continues. And as we explore, as those of you who feel resonant and called and reach out and we meet and connect and learn about what's it like to trust your power, this is the type of work that I offer. What's it like to trust the energy, to learn the ways, to learn the tools of creating a container so that you can deeply trust the power of the energy moving through you and feel safe for it to move through you? And what's it like to learn tools and meet ways so that those things that you keep shoving aside and don't want to look at, I've done it, I continue to, I try, you know, when we try to shove away these things, that you can now change the things you haven't wanted to touch or see. It's not about shoving away or killing them off or, or they don't go away, but we can change them, transmute them, shift and be the vessels for this power to move through us in deeper and new ways. This is the power of meeting the deep, dark spaces. And what's it like when you feel alone in that? When you feel like, ah, oh, the deep, dark spaces are so big. What's it like to know you got people? You got peeps that are saying, I'm in this with you. I get it. And to be guided and supported and loved in community and held together to say, yes, we got this. 
yes, you got this. You can move through this. This is the guidance into the deep, dark spaces. This is the guidance that my grandmother came to me and said, you must do. And as I met it and explored it and, and, and experimented and bounced around and fumbled and, you know, just, ex- and, then, and then met it and grew and moved through it. This is the way I got clarity of, yeah, yes, we all have this power. We have the way in which we can deeply hold someone in their divine presence and support them in the power moving through them. How would it feel to have those tools, to have those capacities that are in you remembered and brought back into your operational space to reclaim and reinitiate and awaken those codes that have maybe been dormant from the times of the repression and the times of the persecution. The work we're doing now, those feeling called into supporting others in their sexual empowerment, the work we are doing is big. And it's not, it begins with our own journey with this lifetime and meeting our own experiences and the way our body has held on to that as information that then is a part of the journey of the pathway through. So meeting the deep, dark spaces means going through them, purging, clearing, meeting the stuff of the body. Stuff of the body, yes, some of it is from this lifetime and the way we've needed to meet experiences of this lifetime. Much of it is also the collective, our ancestral woundings. Our ancestors are so grateful when we're willing to meet and be and grieve with them. As one of my sweet teachers says, when we offer grief to the ancestors, they give us the gift of resilience and strength. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Subongfu. Powerful. It includes the, the willingness to meet that and to meet it that meeting those deep, dark spaces doesn't have to be done alone. We can't do it all alone. This is something that I think it took me decades to start to recognize in my own life because I lived a life of, oh, I'm not going to let anybody in. I'm going to just do it all myself, and I'm not going to feel. So I spent a lot of time just with stiff arm, like, okay, I'm going to do it all myself. I'm going to learn this myself. I'm going to get it all figured out myself. I'm going to teach it myself. And the reality is it doesn't work that way. It works that way to a point. Certainly I learned a lot in that, and I have no regrets. Or It's been such a powerful journey each step of the way. I'm grateful for everything that I've learned. And part of what that is is the willingness to finally recognize I need community. And that the power of meeting our experiences in village, in community, is I felt viscerally for the first time, tangibly viscerally, in the power of, of a grief ritual where 
work that I had done solo for me to just run the intensity in my body of various emotions and working with emotional release or doing it in small groups or being witnessed, I had done. But to see the power when a village gets created, when a community comes together and spirals with it's not just about holding one role or another. It's that we're all fluidly, organically, as an organism, supporting the bigness of the energy moving through. And when we're grieving, we're grieving for the group. And when we're holding space, we're holding space for the group. And it becomes very transpersonal and not personal. And there's something really liberating about that. There's a different level of bigness that can move through. So what I want to invite is that when we're feeling into the deep, dark spaces and we're feeling called, as I'm hearing again from many of you, that there's times where we feel alone. There's times when we feel not good enough or not confident. Sometimes we've been trained. We've, we've learned maybe through our Western society that we should just, you know, go figure that out ourselves. But the reality is we can, when we're willing to let ourselves be vulnerable and receptive into community and generous in community, that there's a whole new layer that can be revealed. There's a, there's a whole new way in which we can feel aligned and whole and connected. So back to the story of my grandmother. As she guided me, she guided me into that ritual, and she's continuing to guide me. And today, again, the invitation, Grandma, thank you from drumming the other night of, like, I can no longer stay in solitude. I need to speak. And I invite you, as you're feeling maybe alone or like you've been pushing uphill, and those of you who feel really called into the path of empowering others in their sexual empowerment. Reach out. Let's have a connection. Let's share a phone call. I'm offering a deep, powerful leadership program that's specifically around the container of let's come together as a community. What's it like together? Those who feel, who feel called into either emerging or established, those of you that do this work that are about you feel the call, and when you know it, it's, it's, there's no denying it. You are in the path. You are in the calling of offering sexual empowerment, supporting others in their sexual empowerment. That might be you're a sexuality educator or a somatic professional, a body worker, a counselor, a therapist, a guide, a healer. Shaping and feeling into what is your sole purpose in that, what does that look like for you? is a part of the journey. You may already have a lot of clarity on that, and you may not. This program supports those who support sexual empowerment and others to feel clarity and joy on your soul purpose through transforming and transmuting in those dark spaces so that we co-create a culture of love and respect for our bodies, each other, nature, and the planet. Let's take a breath 
and a break, and we will be back. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie has a detailed website. You can find radio podcasts, video podcasts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing lists, sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Announcing Leslie's new leadership program for sexuality educators and somatic professionals. The program is titled Claiming Your Sacred Sexual Shamanic Self, and applications are open now. This three-month leadership and sexual empowerment program includes group calls, one-on-one coaching online from wherever you are on the planet, and an amazing one-week in-person retreat in Western Michigan. See details at leslieblackburn.com and fill out the interest chat form so she can have a conversation with you about whether this is the right thing at the right time for you. Leslie also offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Skype or phone. See details on the website under classes and coaching. There are also options for home study practices. Sacred sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on a link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. And a reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements. More information at the website. Also, if you like what you heard today and want more, there's now a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks, sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. See all details there again at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. And now, back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love. And thank you all for settling in and exploring this with me today, this experiment of radio and Facebook Live coming together, the, the love forums deepening in some new ways. It's like polyamorous love forums and sharing intimacy in a three-way is so great. <laughs> mm. ah, and as we settle in now, acknowledging our journey for today of deeply meeting our bodies, opening into what can sometimes feel like the deep, dark spaces Sometimes that's raw emotion of anger or grief or sadness. Sometimes it's the literal dark space of the time on our planet where we need to spiral inward or meet shadowy bits, meet the things that we don't want to see or touch or feel. And how would it feel to be met with and explore the ways and tools of which 
we can create the container to feel safe to have that big power moving through us and to change the things we don't want to touch or see and to hold each other as divine humans and meet, really listen to what's emerging through each other based for that. Ah, this is what we co-create together. I encourage you to reach out. I am really in a sweet space right now of having sacred conversations with people, and I would love to have one with you. If you are feeling called into this container of co-creating with fellow sexuality educators, somatic professionals, those who are supporting others in sexual empowerment, Take a peek at the website. Reach out for that chat. Fill out the interest chat form. Mm. And feel your body in this moment. Mm. Acknowledge one thing you're carrying with you from this exploration. Planting a seed. Drop it into the pelvic bowl, into your womb space. And then exhale and ah, allow yourself to open to the possibilities. With deep gratitude for sharing this journey together and honoring our bodies and the earth, I'm going to invite my own seed planting of letting myself feel into some time and space in nature today and I encourage you what's it like to meet a place in nature commune with the grass or the soil or the stones the trees birds and explore what's it like to meet them what's it like to be curious about them and allow them to be curious about you (sighs) ah sharing that curiosity, deep, deep gratitude. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, lesslieblackburn.com. Leslie is available for private sessions, and you can find out more information at this website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.